0: 156 of the Macaws Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. hello, and Matt Cassell. Yes, I'm here. It is Monday, June 20th, and tonight we're going to talk a little preacher television show and maybe dip into any Rebirth books that we've read so far. Uh, before we start, I'd like to apologize for giving Matt a shot of Knob Creek oh my whiskey. God, he is the fuck? unhappy with me. I apologize.
1: Knob
2: Creek. Knob Creek. Yeah. Oh.
0: It's a good whiskey. But I don't quality think that wise,
1: it's a good whiskey. The Sauce podcast is not a whiskey house per se. We're no. more of a tequila kind yeah, of joint.
0: Well, yeah, me and you in particular. More tequila. But yeah, so I I apologize. <laughs> Next week we'll that, be back to our a regularly cool... scheduled wild turkey
2: American honey. Well let's do the Jack Daniels honey. What was that yeah, called again? Yeah. I think that's just that Jack Daniels honey. Wasn't it Tennessee or something? Tennessee, Hun- Tennessee honey maybe? Yeah, but yeah. what you did tonight was rotten. Because <laughs> I am feeling it. I did not like that. You almost threw up in the sink. Yes, I still may throw up.
1: There's, that's cool.
2: All right.
0: So right. You're, you're going to be fine. You're not feeling it. I was talking to someone the other day about how you've been doing shots for over a year now. Uh, You started with half a shot, and
2: you've been doing one shot a week for over a year. Wait, wait, wait. How long have we been doing this podcast? 156 episodes. Is that over one year?
1: That would be a lot of podcasts. Is
2: that over two years? Over two years. Is that over three years, Paul? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So so that means I've been doing shots for over three years. Right. So you're old hat at this point I don't feel old hat. I feel like old puke in about two seconds.
1: <laughs> old puke in an old <clears throat> hat. that will be
0: fine.
2: Some yeah, right. Pass me your old hat
0: so I can puke in it. Have some Coke. You know, ah. Take a couple deep breaths.
2: You're going to make it. I won't make
0: you do that ever again. I promise. I,
2: I You said it. I wouldn't like it. I was like, eh, you know, I got this. I, I can so do I this. probably could have sold it harder. Yeah, you could How have much said. you weren't going to like it. Yeah. But I, don't. I
0: wanted you to do it. So he was like, oh, you know, try it. You've done this before, Ian. You've had this before. I have. I mean,
1: I'll do whatever, but... Oh, it's not enjoyable.
2: Ian, no. That's not fun for me. Yeah. Ian visibly did not enjoy himself. I, that ha- shot.
1: I have a lot of... My reactions are for the world to see, so... Oh, that was Any, a little bit of a put-on? No, I just react, you know, boldly and uh, visibly. Visibly, okay. Yeah, I expect yeah.
2: some a very- bold... Some bold reaction from Ian tonight. Oh, I'm very
1: animated. As uh, oh,
2: I just, I just burped because I took a swig of coke <laughs> and I felt the the whiskey come up through my nose and it burned. I felt like mm. a like a drunk dragon. Or this something. is gonna be great. That's why, a drunk that's why dragon. That's you're supposed to drink it when you're doing battlefield surgery. All right, Ian. Why don't you lead with uh, with
1: housekeeping? We're yeah, gonna...
0: I, I expect Animated Ian later tonight when we talk about the Preacher we're gonna, TV show. We're
1: going to run right through housekeeping, go to the brand new and, and improved, McSauce.com. Check out the strips, reviews, and this lovely podcast there. You can also check us out on Facebook to get the podcast. You can do it a number of ways. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Uh, And the old, old classics are on McSauce, You can also check out our Instagram page. Me and Paul post different kinds of uh, sketches and jokes on the old Instagram page. So check that out. We're trying to get over 100. I think we're pretty close. We might even be over 100 today. So followers? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What, 100 <laughs> We're gonna get over 100 posts, but followers. I think we're pretty close. We might have hit 100. I know that's... <laughs> we're know, at 99. 99. So the next person 99. will be the yeah. the hundredth person. Should we have like a giveaway? If it's somebody that uh, that likes us and and follows us and says that they heard it here, we'll give them something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll, we'll draw you. We'll draw you something. So if you hear this on this show and you. You follow us on Instagram and you're the hundredth follower. We'll
2: give you we'll give you a quarter bottle of knob cream. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a real fuck the listeners kind of thing. <laughs> it
2: kind of is, but you know what? Better them than us. I don't right. ever want to see that bottle again. <sighs> Ian, does that
1: do it for housekeeping? That's it, man. So house kept. Okay,
2: now that we've got a clean house, let's let's messy it up a little bit here tonight, because I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna be knocking over some furniture here in the house. Do we do that? Do we ever do that? There's a TV show, Ian. It's based on a wildly popular comic book series called yes. Preacher. You yeah. may have heard of it. Yes, I may. And and they've recently come out with this TV show uh, on on a uh, AMC. AMC. What does AMC stand for?
1: American Movie Channel.
2: Now, um, why do you feel that they call it the American Movie Channel when uh, there are several channels that have American movies, and quite frankly, I'm willing to bet not every movie on the American Movie Channel has just American movies.
1: That's true. I mean, they do try to focus on things that happen in America um certainly not acted
2: by american actors though
1: certainly not not all the time sometimes and
2: not only that in but we're talking about a tv show here but right in the title of the of the channel description they say it's a movie channel that's true so but what
1: are they best known for matt it was originally american movie
2: classics american
0: movie classics is it channel um I don't think it's. Been, I think it,
2: it was just officially changed to AMC, and they just did away with, with the item. Okay. So maybe it's channel, maybe it's classics.
1: Maybe I don't know.
2: Either one. Neither but neither one what? Is correct.
1: The, we could, what we're talking about is neither. It's not a, a movie, movie nor a classic. Or classic, it is a channel. There are American elements. We yeah they, they did forego. The acronym.
0: It was uh, Classics, though? It was Classics, and now it's just AMC. Doesn't mean
2: anything. It's just the name. What does TBS stand for? Turner Broadcasting System. What does BET stand for? Black Black Entertainment Television. (laughs) Did you notice how loud Ian was? He's like, I got this, I got this. I know, I know. I'm surprised you guys
1: didn't throw it to me like that's the only one that I would know.
2: Uh, What does ABC stand for? American, American Broadcasting Broadcast. Company. What does NBC stand for? National Broadcasting Company.
1: What does A&E stand for? Arts and Entertainment.
2: Does it? Yeah, entertain? he's right. What does HBO stand for? Home oh, box office. Damn, you guys are good. Well, what, what does what Cinemax is-
1: <laughs> Softcore <laughs> porn.
2: <laughs>
1: sweet, sweet jerk-off material.
2: Cinemax stands for the most uh, influential part of my formative years.
1: See, but... HBO had better stroke material. No, HBO had
2: the the documentary kind of stuff. Like See, real I like sex, that. I taxi love cab real sex. Tell me all about that shit. Yeah, but Cinemax had the softcore porno movies with simulated sex, slow humping, non penetration, that kind I of
0: never, thing. I, I was never a fan of taxicab confessions or real sex. I loved like, me some real sex. Some, yeah, some episodes of real sex were. Really get it done, but other ones were just so like bizarre and not sexy at all, and more informational. <laughs>
2: they like may as well been on PBS, which
0: stands for the Public Broadcasting System. Right. Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I. I. I can never. Really I don't know. It, I, 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 was, tried. Well, I was. I was. Mean, I, I was always that. titillated you know, whenever real sex came that's on. That's why you were. You were only totally titillated because it was. It was one of limited roads that you could right, go. Right, it was
1: the 90s. There were only a few roads. I was, not still, I was still
0: holding out for better. Yeah. My dick deserved better.
1: Oh, man. I don't know.
0: Real sex was fun. That was good. It ha- yeah, it had. Its Sometimes they went
1: to strip clubs. Sometimes right. they were outside. Uh, they G-string
0: went to a, divas. That was another one. Sometimes they went to S or uh, like yeah, S Yeah, they, yeah. I remember
2: like a- this one dude. Uh, he liked like bondage or whatever, and he he went into this dungeon or something, and he laid down on a piece of rubber. And then they took another piece and put it over him, and they gave. There was a hole in it, went right to his mouth, and right. then they sucked out all the air, oh, so he Jesus was completely Christ. encased in in airtight rubber with just like his a mouth, mouth hole.
1: And then people would sit and on then, his face. And then I
2: think there was like a mistress that would whip him and stuff, and you would hear, "Oh, oh!" I can never get into that shit. I don't think, whip
1: me! I, don't, I don't, don't want any of
2: that. Don't I
1: tie me up.
0: I think we just learned who the freak of the McSauce podcast is. Well, he does, It's Mr. Just, rubber Suit Nipple over
1: there. Well, he didn't say he liked <laughs> it. He just re, he remembered, remembered it. That's it.
2: How could you not remember it? I don't
0: remember that.
1: Because I, I don't never remember saw it. it. I don't remember that. I there was were like always, 33 of us. I was those always things, upset man. when
0: I'd, land, I'd be ready to beat the shit up of yeah. <laughs> And I'd roll into some episode that was like, oh, this is like feather massage.
1: <laughs> oh, that's horse shit.
0: <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is the French Tickler episode? Not cool. Not cool real sex, but Dream On? Dream On was was pretty That was a show good. that would give you high quality and low spurts. Why has that not or, been
2: like... Or lots of spurts. <laughs> Why did they get
0: it done so quick, though?
2: Right. Now, Dream On never like was on maybe it was dvd or anything like that it has it has i, I feel like so. i never saw it again since it was on the first time though <clears throat> or that who was the actor that was in that i feel feel like i never saw him again either
1: yeah i don't remember him i remember the the woman the main woman that was in right that. brian, brian, just, ben. brian ben, ben ben brian
2: ben ben yeah. yeah like is that his middle name and then his last name he or played martin tupper yeah, I feel like and that. And Wendy that, Malik, that has to be on.
0: Wendy Malick, I guess, played his ex-wife. Right. Who's on? Who was on Hot New Cleveland? She, Wendy Malick's been on. She's a lot been on a lot of stuff. Too. Yeah.
2: But Ian. Yeah. Aside from HBO. Uh, aside from. T- off. Well, that and and TV channel acronyms. <laughs> there, there's a new show, Preacher. There's a new show on the block, Paul, and it's called Preacher. Now, is this the same channel that hosts uh, the Walking Dead?
1: Yes, it is. So the Walking Another cult classic comic book, right? The the uh, AMC oh, is
0: Walking Dead a cult classic comic book because that's pretty. It was. Much I believe it's some mainstream shit. At
1: the time that Walking Dead came out, it was a cult classic. Do you? The TV show has made it mainstream. Like there weren't a lot of people that were reading the Walking Holy Dead. Holy shit.
2: Ian, do you realize the preacher is about to become mainstream? Oh, I think it already has. It's going to be that AMC magic. It's it's hit mainstream already, man. Has it?
1: I believe so. It's gotten favorable reviews from Variety and are
2: the are the ratings through
1: the roof? Rotten, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. I believe gives it an eighty-seven. That's more reviews. I said ratings. Oh, oh, ratings. What the the reviews are good. The ratings, like the the ratings ratings on television. Um, I think they're modest. The first episode came out against Game of Thrones, NBA Finals, NHL Finals. Very busy Sunday. Well, as it.
2: we were discussing earlier, nobody gave a shit about the NHL Finals. However... Well, the listeners weren't <laughs>
1: in tune to our behind-the-scenes conversation. Would you like to take them back there?
2: Uh, well, as it turns out, the NBA Final Game, Game 7, uh, drew over 30 million viewers. Where Did
1: you watch it, Matt, or no?
2: No. No. Um, there was, the reason why is because it was basketball. <laughs> Uh, however, I did watch the NHL finals in, in Game 6, the final game. That drew a whopping $5 million. So uh, the NBA draws about six times what the NHL draws when it comes to the final game of the season.
1: Still both very entertaining games. Um, I was sitting with my father-in-law watching the final basketball game, and he also like yourself, Matt, doesn't like basketball very much. Did he like that game? He hated every second of it. I only watched the first half with him, but he sat there and told me how much. Did you finish it with um, I No, I just went home with uh, my wife and watched it. But uh, my father-in-law was telling me all about how, you know, everything they were doing was travel, or they were palming the ball, or they should, they should measure the tallest player and then jack up the basket to... Some ungodly height, and he that just, was that was father-in-law It about. was yeah, it was a lot. Pop, pop sharply. Big, big fucking NBA fan.
2: Yeah, yeah it sounds big like, a
1: guy. So it sounds like your
2: father-in-law might not know what he's talking about when it comes to basketball. Like I don't feel they should arbitrarily adjust the height of the basket. No, that, that feels, seems
1: uh, bush league <laughs>
2: uh, at the very least. I feel like that sounds like Matt's driveway when he was twelve and he
1: wanted to dunk. He also was talking about ah, oh, there's you know there's no art to being tall and dunking the ball, which speaks to that's, that's old that's NBA old because the new style of NBA. If you watch the game, the new it's style cool. of NBA is all about passing the ball, shorter lineups, shooting threes, quick decision making. It's a very enjoyable game. I think Matt, you would have even liked Game Seven oh if my you God. watched it. Wow. No, I, I think you would have. It was. It had, I think, everything that was great about the NBA and culminating in a lot of emotion with the Cleveland Cavaliers winning the first championship in their franchise history. Where, where was
2: Game 7 played?
1: Uh, in Oakland, in uh, Golden State. Oh, boy. Okay. So, I mean, it was it was really great to see. You know, we here in Pittsburgh, you know, we don't like the... The, the Browns and we hate Cleveland but
2: you know i i think that uh, our dads didn't like the yeah, Browns yeah that's
1: past on i don't on really our care generation. because
2: the Browns are kind of just just kind of like two wins on the Steelers schedule you know what i'm saying
1: like name a moment whenever <clears throat> the Browns really did something that pissed you off you can't fucking do it because it's never happened in your lifetime <laughs> so it was really nice to see you know uh Northeast Ohio native LeBron James bring it home for Cleveland, just like he promised that he would. Uh, no, did he bring it court. home for Cleveland or did he bring it home for LeBron? He brought it home for Cleveland. Dude. Okay. Like, no. he, he went to Miami to win for himself yeah. and brought it home for Cleveland this time. The two Heat championships. Were that for was for LeBron. him. He was like, oh, yeah, just was, to make sure that I cover my bases. I didn't
0: even, I didn't even watch those two Heat finals, but I watched, I watched the Cavs final last night and it was clear that my man was genuinely emotional. Like this was big stuff for him. Like it was really cool to see. and yeah, uh, made uh, me forgive him
1: for stealing Jordan's number. <laughs> yeah, you know,
2: I, I some asshole in the
0: Warriors also wears twenty. I really struggle. Dare they?
1: Draymond Green, how dare you, Fuck
0: some asshole! Him.
2: I I really struggle uh, being interested in the NBA. Um, although, with that said, I I would entertain the idea of being into another sport I have room maybe in my heart for one more
1: I thought soccer might be a good entry <laughs> <laughs>
2: soccer. Uh, well, I, mean, big sport.
1: I wish you would have watched games it's like it, was, it was really great man like it was it was the example of everything that's good in basketball and I, I think a lot of people 30 million were treated to a really great game well that's good maybe next year
2: Uh, However, you know what we won't have to wait till next year for? That is this Preacher TV show. Four episodes strong, Ian. Mm -hmm. Four episodes.
0: Ian and I have watched three of the first four. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Matt is just going to ride sidecar for this one.
2: That's okay. Well, you know, I'm okay with that because, you know, I got a little taste on YouTube of about a minute's worth of uh, behind-the-scenes footage, so I feel like I'm pretty much up to speed at this point.
1: I have uh, the first trade... Sitting here, I think you flipped through it a little bit. So yeah, I did. a little, now, you know, let's, little bit
2: let's of give, Let's give our listeners some context here. This uh, comic book series was approximately 60 issues, 50 issues? So 66, I, I believe. 66 ep- issues. Uh, Mary Lemieux's number? Coincidence? So I six. don't know. But anyway, 66 issues. Um, that's, how many trade paperbacks is that? Five? Seven, I, Seven? I believe. Oh, this must be short In, trade paperbacks. Including
1: then. the... I think
2: it's... it's. I have five
0: hardback collections.
1: Does that include <clears> the, <throat> the trade that was um, Ancient History, which is the separate um, Saint of yeah, Killers that includes, story? that includes and, all,
0: the, all the other stuff.
1: Now, um,
2: I never read the, the series. I, I do believe I read the first trade paperback years and years and years ago. Paul, probably before you ever even got into comics, actually. Because Wizard Magazine would stroke this book's n- nuts, like, all day long. Wizard
1: did jack the preacher off pretty thoroughly.
2: Yeah.
1: As if it was Cinemax-simulated sex. <laughs> um, yeah. As if it
0: was watching Taxi Cab Confessions.
1: <laughs> oh, we get to go to the strip club for this real sex? Where's the lube?
2: <laughs> so, um... So I had to check it out, and I liked it well enough. But I guess it just never really, really grabbed me. But for you guys, I believe you both hold this series as essentially the pinnacle of comicdom.
0: Because Ian and I are horrible people, and we found something in that that we could latch on
1: Yeah, uh, Cassidy is probably my favorite comic book character. You know, he's he's besides Spider Man, love Spider Man. Can't wear a... Uh, can't cosplay as, as Cassidy, really. Sure
2: you can. Can you. I?
1: Can I? Oh, you? Yeah.
2: Well, you fuck it. I mean, on the show, they're switching races. Why can't they in cosplay
1: true. land? Black, Black Cassidy. Blackity.
0: Blassity. Black.
1: But yeah, I, uh, Cassidy's one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. Really uh, layered character. Not always a good guy. Maybe that's why I like them so much.
2: But uh, both you guys hold this this series like way up there. It's one of your all time favorites. And then so we have this long awaited TV show finally, finally making its debut. Shows like The Walking Dead, and well, The Walking Dead essentially paved the way for something so risque and so just kind of like outside of what's typically accepted from a TV show. And finally, we have Preacher, the show. What do we think? Paul, you kind of liked it. Ian, you might not love it. Paul, why don't you go first? Uh, I heard a lot of me talking. I I think you...
0: Like, I'm kind of surprised that you and I are on such opposite ends of the spectrum with this.
2: So, Paul, why why don't you just go through what's working for you? Why do you like this?
0: Well... I feel like I'm usually more inflammatory about this stuff, and when people don't adhere to what the comic book is all about, that's what really makes me mad. And he's like, "Oh no, it's fine. We'll just look at this. This is okay." Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> but now, like, <laughs> Ian turn into his dad. All We've the reversed roles at this point, where like, like Ian is just not giving this thing a chance and not looking at it for what it is instead of what it's based off of, and I'm just kind of like. Let's just check it out, man. Uh, Let's I just, just enjoy. I just Let's don't just give see a what shit, we get. Give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's not more like your pops. <laughs> <But> soft-spoken, <laughs> laid-back player that it is, is Oh, I get Steve my dad Carlet. down there
1: to be soft-spoken.
2: <laughs> Jessica. you know?
0: Like, yeah, I, I, I feel like I should be a lot more upset about this. Than I am. Like I look at you being so mad about well, this, and it's kind of jarring because I'm like, why am I not so mad? Well, tell me about like this because it's so fucking different, and like, it it it's not anything. We we don't like we, the we don't have
1: to fight tonight. Tell me, convince me. Tell me why you like it. Seriously, I'm right. I'm an open-minded individual. Tell me why.
2: Uh, I don't know how you're open
1: not,
0: you. There's no convincing you tonight. I mean, you're gonna fight this to the death tonight.
1: Well, why don't you try?
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, come on, son. 156 issues in. I know better than that. These well, are Well, if this I don't, was a comic I like, book, sure. I like the series so far. <laughs> and I love... Well, what... Did, tell me what you like story. about I it. I love this original story. The original Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon comic. It's so good. Right. Why don't so you tell... Good.
1: Tell me what, what the original comic book is about. I don't remember. Tell me. What's it about? The original comic book is about
0: the offspring of an angel and a demon breaking loose from its prison in heaven and coming to earth and inhabiting jesse custer played by dominic cooper super in handsome. the show super handsome great hair great hair on that great guy. Hair. i can't stop that's looking at that guy's fucking hair that is
1: why you're Props giving the hair and wardrobe that's why you're giving him a pass by the way because he's handsome with great hair
0: no, I was that I is. was not I was not on board for Dominic Cooper cuz the only thing i would ever seen him in was the a couple of Marvel movies and Shield or Agent Carter, not even Shield Agent Carter.
1: I'm surprised you haven't seen him in some like random Is that what he's rum. from?
0: He didn't look familiar at all. He, he's Howard Stark.
1: Oh, I guess he does look familiar.
0: But he's younger Howard Stark. He's not Mad he, Men guy Howard
2: Stark. He
1: also yeah, he yeah. also was in Dracula Untold as the villain, uh, where you know, he you know, know
2: the movie that nobody watched Except apparently. Ian. apparently I went to the theater. Went the to the sorry. theater. I'm
1: sorry.
2: The, like the XXX theater in the Jesus. north side. I feel like, I feel like more people went to see <laughs> Drop Dead Fred than that movie. Really? really?
1: It's well, like why are you
0: taking swings at Drop Dead Fred?
2: Because I saw that, and I don't feel many people did. Isn't Drop Dead a cult classic at this point?
1: I don't know. Uh, we talk about it like Red it mile is. The and Phoebe um, Gates,
0: right? Yeah. yeah. it? A- I thought it was. Probably I mean, maybe no, not the no, no, Little right.
1: Sauce podcast, yeah, but right. people love that Maybe. I don't know. I thought people liked Dracula <clears throat> Untold, too, right? No? So, is that a cult <laughs> classic?
0: So this being comes down, inhabits Jesse's body. It gives him the power to speak and make people do whatever he says. The word about. of God. The word of God. And God has disappeared. So Jesse Custer goes, he takes it upon himself to go find God and hold him accountable
1: for bailing on humanity. That sounds like a great story. I would love that story. What's the TV show about, Paul? Well, so far, and we're only in Infer- we're only 3 Inference. episodes in. Right. I'm being fair about this, but it's a little convoluted. They don't seem to be well, can, getting to the heart of it can I, at can I, all.
2: Okay, so Sorry. before we get too far, you want to talk about what the show's about. Clearly you know what the comic book series is about. Summarize that. What is the comic book about? I just said that. Were you listening? No, no I he's reading listening.
0: some oh, okay. fucking Jay Lee-looking fucking book over there. All right, so Who fucking drew that? What are you reading? Don't
1: worry about what it. What is it? Who drew <laughs>
0: it? Is it? Tell me it's Jay Lee.
1: That's not it's not too. daily but anyway we'll we'll get back to that Paul did just go through what the book's about well
2: sometimes when Paul talks in my defense I do tune, tune it out <laughs> that's, well that's unfair to like little, when you tuned, you tuned out earlier when out. I was like Matt you were gonna fucking hate this podcast I er,
0: hate this podcast I hate <laughs> well, this that's shot well, that's hate the shot of Knob Creek you're not gonna
2: like it you probably shouldn't do it you tuned me out you did that shot anyway I that's didn't, on you son I didn't tune you out I just thought I could probably handle this
0: and then, I, and then again, I was like, Matt, do not do this shot. And you were like, I got this. I got
1: this. I, don't, me out again. I don't, I don't. You were like, I...
0: Ian, explain the shot to me again. Have <laughs> Paul just explain how I, bad this I, was. I was I like, really oh,
1: I, he said it was super great. Uh, you know what, you guys, just, just continue your podcast. That's fine. Anyway, the, so to me, it seems like the show is about a preacher that has gotten some powers from outer space. Possibly, right? They're from outer space, right? We don't know. Well, it says somewhere in outer space in that weird montage at the beginning. So, right?
0: Yeah, but we don't know, and that's just building,
1: building the. Mystery. I'm, I'm, be, and I'm not being fair. I'm being shitty right now. It seems like the show is a preacher gets the the word of God, and he tries to help this small town. Uh, Texas establishment try to right the wrongs and fix some of the things that are wrong with with what's happening there although I mean I don't know if they've gotten really into like any of the big things he kind of talks to that one parishioner that's bothering him a little bit and he says go you know go home tell um, open <laughs> tell open your mom your the tr- tell your mom the truth open, open, your, your, open heart. your heart open your heart yeah, and that's where we get a glimpse of the word of God being a pretty literal kind of thing. Because the guy stabs himself. He goes and heart. says, Mom, you've always treated me like shit made me feel terrible. And all I've tried to do is make you happy. And then he opens his chest cavity and shows her his heart. Correct. <clears throat> Which is a part of the word of God, but it seems like it's more centered around fixing this town and doing this... And being a preacher, which I always felt that preacher was not really about preaching. So him being a even, preacher, not even a little. at I all. I always felt
0: like, that the name of the book was kind of a misnomer because he's really only a preacher for about six pages.
1: Right. And I feel like the series is focusing on those six pages. So, Ian. um
2: it sounds like they're not being crystal clear on is this really god that is that is kind of granting him these powers or is it some kind of cosmic out outer space kind of something that's giving him his powers right now um yeah that seems like a bit of a deviation from the comic but but there's a but there's a a movie called thor the dark world (laughs) uh that I am never going to live this down. It sets Thor like kind of as an outer space kind of character like an alien but in the comics he was godlike. You know, he he was a god. That was that was a form of um I I don't know what the word is. Like
1: deity
2: de- some yeah, but filled with them, right. right? But um in the in the movies yeah, they the decided movie- that, nah, actually they're going to be aliens. Um Maybe, maybe not 100% committing to and being totally crystal clear, but wouldn't it be kind of like the same? You feel like they're principle? aliens, or no, do because you think they they
0: spin the whole different dimensions yeah. thing. They're just like higher level. And
2: and the, I always got the, the sense tree that of
1: like different worlds and realities is also included in right. You
2: know, they're just like higher level beings. They're now. certainly not gods. They're not
0: like oh, Thor's from Jupiter. But they are gods, from
1: a certain point of view. Are they now? This is an interesting. Have the
0: power of God.
1: This is an interesting attack by you, Matt, on me to take my Thor the Dark World <laughs> Achilles heel and go at it from that way. Well, I didn't think that what? you. So props to you for attacking me if from a point of weakness. If you wouldn't say dumb things you wouldn't have an Achilles heel I like be- Thor The Dark World. I believe that...
0: I don't even think it was a dumb thing that movies... I'll, I believe I'll, that everybody said dumb bad, things before. Th- at this
1: point... Like, we've all said dumb ass shit. A, that
0: movie's not as bad as everyone... It's not... It, it is not... everyone beats on a four.
1: It's, not, it's not a nine. A nine. I, I no. recently watched it's it. Not it's not a bad, not a bad movie.
0: It's, it isn't. its not isn't. I'll
1: watch that movie over Age of Ultron any fucking day. It's just
2: as good as The Preacher TV show. I was, um... I was being kind of cunning when I, when I went at you. Cunting? 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 That reminds me of a joke. Um, what? Three cunts walk yeah. into a bar. <laughs> what's, what's the uh, difference between uh, a midget detective...
1: How dare you? Oh, insensitive.
2: And, and a uh, yeast infection. I don't know. What, Matt? <laughs> uh, a midget detective is a cunning runt. You're terrible. You're
0: terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Zinger.
2: Bad. Yeah, I was uh, I,
1: I I
0: That's I did, at little Depressed Matt, everyone. Don't I
1: didn't, don't I didn't, don't I didn't
2: tell your mom that
1: joke. That, I didn't that's think that you were going theory. to go uh, uh Thor the Dark World with that. But I'll set you up here. One of the problems that I have with the preacher is that Dominic Cooper, main actor, playing Jesse Custer Big time, big time, deep Texas roots for this character. The the, the British. British uh, Dominic, Dominic Cooper. Cooper. I don't have a problem with British actors taking on American roles at all. But I feel... I hope not. That would make you kind of a... Well, I don't know. What would it make me, Matt? That would make you a racialist. A racialist? A racial lingle... Lingle... Linglist? I don't know. Who knows? Who could tell? I don't know. But anyway, you don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with actors doing that because typically British actors are really good at adopting American accents. American television, movies are all throughout the world. A lot of uh, these actors grow up seeing American products. Like, Would you think
2: that Batman is British? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't.
1: wouldn't. That would be weird, wouldn't it?
2: But Christian Bale convinced you that, that well, he's, he's not American, British, right? Either. He's from well, isn't he Australian?
1: Um, I think he's Welsh. Is that right? Isn't no?
2: that basically British?
1: Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Matt. Okay. I know you feel like you want to attack me tonight. I get that vibe. That's okay. I'm agreeing with you. here. In, in, but anyway, I, I would never. But attack en- you. I don't, uh, and, and I, I wouldn't hold it against you if you did. Um, I feel like Dominic Cooper, his portrayal of Jesse Custer be it his um, in uncomfortability with the accent that he's trying to portray. He, he was fine as uh, Tony Stark's dad, as Howard Stark, couldn't pick up a hint of any any kind of uh, discomfort with that. But it seems like he's having a problem here. Um, and it's leading to a subdued, almost weak performance. <coughs> And that's my problem, is that his discomfort with the accent is making him a lot softer than I want my my hero to be. This is going to sound like an attack. Oh, no. It's not meant to be.
0: Because I'm just as stupid as you are. But you know when... Like, Sidney Crosby does some crazy stuff where he, like, kicks the puck, like, off escape skate, then to some other guy, then it winds up back on his blade, and then he scores. Uh-huh. And everyone's like, that's ridiculous. There's no way. But then all the guys in the know are like, well, no. Uh, Sidney Crosby's that good that, like, that was the game plan the entire time. And then you're like, well, yeah, I guess that was the game plan the entire time. I don't think you and I are in the know enough to really nitpick Dominic Cooper's accent or uncomfortableness with that accent. I think you don't like Dominic Cooper. He's not the Jesse Cooper you want. He Jesse Cust- Jesse Cooper. I'm not He's gonna not the that Jesse here. Custer you want. He's not the Jesse Custer I wanted either. Because Jesse Custer is Steve Dillon's artwork.
1: I don't have a huge problem with his general look. I really don't. It's his... It's the All way I'm that he's bringing that, this I don't, character it, it, to screen. That's maybe, it, man. Maybe you're
0: right. And, yeah, there is some flaw and some awkwardness with his delivery and everything, but I don't think you and I are in tune enough to really understand what's happening then maybe, with his accent and how that affects his acting. Because I think he's just fine. You're and you're, and you're, fi- episode, you're fine with he the... Ver- grew, he grows with, on me. You're I fine with the
1: beaten-down, broken version of Jesse that... Only is on the page for six six panels, like yeah. it's yeah, it's completely different from the one that we get the entire series.
0: It, it is, but they need to make this thing. They they plan on making this thing last. I mean, this isn't a you know we're gonna burn through the entire preacher story in three seasons and then we're gonna be done. So we we gotta get going. Like I so, yeah, we're we're slow burning this. So yeah, three episodes in, we do find out that those two dudes are the angels that lost Genesis and are tasked with finding it. And slowly, they're bringing all that on. You know, Supernatural was about angels and demons, but
1: we didn't really right. find that out till seasons later. Right. Do you, And do you think that they're ducking some of those issues with... To curry favor with the general public? Absolutely do you really think that? Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. I think they Do you need think to, the yeah. general
1: public is not ready for God to leave heaven? Because it's happened in Supernatural.
0: Right, and Supernatural is a cult show, but AMC wants Preacher to be the next walking dead.
1: Do you think that like Supernatural might be a cult CW show just w because
0: yeah. AMC's playing with AMC money?
1: Okay, that's fair. I've heard a lot of things where they're talking about changing around the way that Preacher is because of money constraints and the way that... Right. Do you really think that they couldn't have done the things that happened in the first book in these six episodes that are going to happen in this first season? Because they essentially stay in Anvil or around Anvil in the first four issues. Yeah. They could have done a more true story within the constraints of budget and... And staying in one location, right. so it seems right. like that's a cop out.
0: Yeah, and I'll 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 give that to you. I want them to get on the road. I mean, like as soon as Jesse Cassidy and Tulip are together, they're fucking out.
1: But they can stay. But but they're not though. Right? Like, because if, if a- you only have a six episode first season, you can do that all in one place. Is that all? Is the, that all person- this is? I. That's what I've seen on IMDb. Like it's only it, because. That's only what The Walking Dead first season was too because they're trying to test things out and see if people would like it.
0: Yeah, like I, I understand the limitations of network television storytelling even though AMC's in that cable yeah. package that's not quite HBO but it's not limited to like CBS, ABC. So I'm okay with stretching out the story just in Nambo. And starting to build stuff slowly. But I think we're going to get to stuff. And as far as Dominic Cooper's Jesse Custer goes, I'm all right with him being a slow build. And, like, he's not, you know, he's not more like Cassidy yet. He's not so, so brash
1: or, you know, just go get him yet. Well, because you can't you know, have that because the way that they built Tulip, you would have three, three heroes that would be just like that. In your face, brash, bold.
0: I don't even think cassidy's so brashable pra- cassidy's the he's the comedy so far tulip is out of control because and, and maybe that's to, maybe that's to set off the way they're downplaying Jesse is by ratcheting tulip up through the roof because whenever you meet them you know they're both you know, Jesse's kind of like, look, I got this shit. I got to go deal with it. Let's go. And Tulip's like, well, I love you. I'll go with you. We'll figure this out. But in this one, Tulip's crazy. And it, it's bonkers to me that you feel that Tulip is most like the one from the book. And Jesse isn't. Because I think it's the other way around.
2: Matt, what do you think? Tulip? book first show go well I mean as you know I'm not a big fan of uh, changing the visual appearance of characters around in shows so when I saw the preview and I see that she, that's that little depressed matter and I see that she doesn't have hashtag racism and I see ah. that she doesn't have blonde hair I'm like really like that's not even that hard I mean I feel like her race almost yeah just give her blonde hair she barely even looks like black so, just give her blonde hair, and your and your that's good enough for me. And even like uh, Jesse, I feel like he doesn't look right either. You know, cool hair, but that ain't what he looks like in the comic. He's got kind <laughs> of a mullet almost.
1: We call it a Jerry <laughs> curl where I'm from. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> to refer to go back to what you're saying before, Paul, um, I don't think that Tulip is the most like. Uh, her comic book counterpart. I just feel like she is a ramped up version that's still acceptable. Um, if you're going to make a change, and you're going to, you know, water down Jesse so much, then I guess you have to make Tulip a little bit more exciting. <clears throat> and it's it's enjoyable and acceptable the way that that's happening. With her. Um, she doesn't get on my nerves. Um, I, I enjoy uh, everything that she's doing out there, but she's not the main character. And that's what they're trying to, That's what it seems like they're trying to divert all the attention away from Jesse, who is the central figure in the heartbeat of this story. And He's, I don't know if I feel that with this.
0: He still is. Like, I think he absolutely is. Like, Jesse's the go-to guy like everything's revolving around him like Cassidy's story about him being stuck in the church and everything is because of Jesse you know Toll keeps coming back to Jesse for things you know the congregation keeps coming to Jesse doesn't Jesse
1: feel really naive where in the books he felt really really like a smart street smart kind of person that caught on really quickly with things and his wits kept him alive, and I feel like he's kind of stupid in this show.
0: I think it's part of the slow burn that they just want to—they need to drag this out to a certain extent. We've already met Od- Odin King- Quincanon at this point. And he but didn't that's show a, up
1: for trades. But that's a—that's a function of we need to keep this in a small town in Texas. What main villain can we pull and drag in here? But he's not even dis- in. Danville. No, he's not. Books.
0: He's but, in like Silver Lake or something.
1: Salvation. Salvation. Silver Lake in Something Maryland. within us. It's in, that's in Maryland. Something I think we know some nice Silver people Springs. that live there. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. in
0: Maryland.
1: No, but um, that's why they're bringing all that Clint Cannon stuff in there, is because it's a small town. You can bring that in and kind of weave it in there. I don't have any problem with that. That makes sense. If you're going to stretch some things out and try to put a villain that isn't over the top craziness that the public will accept Quinn Cannon is a really good villain to to do that with and that's okay and how awesome is jack earl haley's casting he's really good he's great
0: in the big glasses he looks just fucking he's like great him. and i believe jack earl haley can be just as weird and creepy as odin quincannon in the who, beginning
2: who, who which character Odin Quincan. Which
0: character is that?
1: He's not. He's in not trade. in that trade or any trade oh, okay. that I have sh- with me. <laughs> he shows
0: up in the first two episodes of the TV show, but, but he... he's not in the book until like trade s-
2: five, Ooh, six, maybe almost now, the end. <clears throat> I have kind of an unrelated question uh, for you guys. Who was the artist that did the covers on the Preacher comic books? Glenn, Glenn Fabry.
1: What, what else did Glenn Fabry do? All the Hellblazer stuff for Vertigo. That's where this. Uh, creative team spawned from was the Hellblazer series that they So
2: Steve Dillon was a Hellblazer artist as well? Yes, he was. Well, mhm. Hmm.
1: I forget what else Glenn Fabry did after this. I no. think he might have done some He went to do some Wild Storm covers. I think uh what's that? What's the group that was um Stormwatch. Stormwatch. No. No. What kind No. Who? Who was Midnighter? Midnighter. The authority. The authority. He did a few authority trades, I think.
2: Now, um, just covers, right? Yeah. Now, this is the same creative team, at least the writer and artist, that did uh, the all-time
1: best. Oh, wait. Hold on. Time out. Glenn Fabry did some of those horror books that you lent me a while ago as well. I forget what it was. It was. Screen. uh, It was a long time ago. We'll have to go back. Screenland? I don't remember what it was. Oh, the four.
2: Yeah, the four issues or the. It was uh, five or six issues about that family that was trapped in that house. Yes.
1: Yes. Len Fabry did some of that. What was that called? I don't remember. We can go back into the archives and check it out. It was first season of McSauce
2: It was. Those podcast. were good comics. That was yeah. a good story. That was he... that was very... Um, and forgive my ignorance, because I've never really seen it all the way through, but it felt very... Um, uh, oh, Christ. What's the Jack Nicholson movie? Shining. The Shining. Wasn't it kind of like The Shining? No, yeah, but... Like, okay. I was going to say as good as it gets. I was going to say Batman. I was going to say... A few good men. There you go. That's another one he was in, wasn't it? Mm. I was
1: gonna say anger management. One flew mm. over the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. Carnal knowledge. Oh. The postman only rings twice. I, well,
2: carnal knowledge Wolf? wasn't wasn't Carnal knowledge one of those was Cinemax it, was movies? Was it Wolf?
1: <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if he's in it though. And yes, Carnal knowledge. Are you is wait, on You Cinemax. don't think he's in Wolf? No, 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 no! I don't know. He's definitely. Movie. I'm not sure. Yeah. He's I, like I, I mean, I'm not sure. I was
0: questioning whether it was the movie was called called Wolf. Wolf.
2: It was called Wolf. Yeah. He's okay. Like, With oh, Michelle not, Pfeiffer, of course. Um, now, here's the thing. That's Team Wolf. Here's the thing. Uh, the the team that worked on Preacher reunited several years later uh, on the Punisher series. Welcome Back Frank was the name of it. It was 12 issues, and it was without a doubt the best Punisher story that has ever been told. And it still holds up as the best, even though it kind of relegates Daredevil to a bitch in its pages.
1: It hey, um, breaks some eggs, you know?
2: Right. But it was still fantastic. So these guys, I mean, these are good comic book creators. Um, you know, Steve Dillon has, has touched the Punisher on more than one occasion with different writers, and it's always very very good although um you know i do know some people that think steve dillon um lacks some uh diversity in his drawings like every character kind of looks the same has kind of the same face you can say that about so many uh, you really jim lee. you you really can can't you rob liefeld and jim lee and well well this goes on and on
1: david finch yeah but um, I'm surprised that you hold the uh, Punisher series so high up there, and you haven't gone back and read Preacher. You know, for, I, I for really should. going work. I really should.
2: Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you guys, your adoration for this book being the greatest
1: thing ever. Too much hype. Kind of holds me back. Too much the- hype from a bunch of dummies.
0: I don't even think it's too much hype from a bunch of dummies. Like, I don't want Matt to read Preacher. Because he's not gonna he's not he's not gonna get it.
2: I see what you're doing, Paul. This is reverse psychology. No, it, it is, but it is this is legitimate is psychology.
0: psychology. Um, you don't need to read
2: Preacher. May, may I see your degree in legitimate psychology. Either or reverse or straight up psychology. Did they have that did they, yeah, do they have that at the Pittsburgh Taco like Games? I feel like they do like they
0: Preacher's not the book for
2: you. It's why, why is it not the book for me? Go ahead and psychoanalyze me. Uh-oh. Because like this we is the like i
0: mentioned, everybody tuned in for it. it. Day one of the Sci-Fi Valley convention a weekend ago. Shit. You're at uh-huh. the Luke Skywalker to my Han Solo. Fuck. W- what does that mean? There's some stuff in Preacher that you're just not going to connect with
2: on a molecular Are level. Are you saying that he's like,
1: mm, power converters, man. Is that what you're saying? That he's <laughs> right. like... I,
2: I only like the more simplistic
0: of stories. Is that what we're going No, I think, I think you will find every character in that book reprehensible, where Ian and I are like, yeah, that yeah. happens.
2: Perhaps. That's true. Um, I pretty much find that to be the case with Garth Ennis' books. Um, and to a lesser degree, Mark Millar books. Mark Millar is like Garth ennis light. Um,
0: yeah, well, there's
2: a difference. Mark. I feel like Mark Millar makes characters
0: unlikable, but Garth Ennis doesn't make them unlikable. He just pushes all of the,
2: like, gory raunchiness to, like, 12. Do you feel like Garth Ennis does that just to do that, or do you think he's truly trying to tell an incredible story and those are the elements that need to be in it
1: to tell that story? I would say that until I think about the Russian in the Punisher series, when the Russian got a boob job, and yeah, that's was, right, that's right. I mean, like, I'd love, I'd love to disagree, but I maybe he does that on like
0: purpose. Preacher's the story. Preacher's Garth Ennis' opus. He's never gonna top it. He, sh- he could just quit now. But there's stuff like Crossed, and the boys. Which was really... The Boys was really good for a little bit. The Boys... But then it just gets too Garth ennis It just feels too self-serving. But the Preacher, he was... When I read this entire run of Preacher, I feel like Garth Ennis was touched by some comic god's finger huh. on his forehead. And he was just compelled to tell this story. And it's not about Garth Ennis. It's not about what he wants to do. It's about Jesse Custer and Cassidy and Tulip O'Hare. And then that shit just comes out.
1: I I don't think that he was touched by God to well, write not, this not in the well, way that I feel that God. Robert Kirkman was touched by God to write Walking Dead. I've read other Robert Kirkman things, and I don't like them at all. But I love The Walking Dead.
0: Well, yeah, Garth Ennis,
1: I like... A bunch of his other works. Even The Boys, like you said, starts off good, ends really terribly. Preacher, I feel like he knew where it was going to start, middle, end. He knew it all the way through.
0: Yeah, Preacher never... And Matt, you may feel different if you read the entire thing, but I've read a lot of Garth Ennis. And the majority of Garth Ennis, I don't think... Welcome Back Frank felt like that because it was such a short run and it was edited by Marvel so they had say over everything. But all of the Garth Ennis all of the Garth Ennis original properties except Preacher feel like I'm just going to do some crazy shit because I I like doing this stuff. And that's fine but at a point you're like yeah, I don't need any of this anymore but Preacher feels like he was a slave to what's happening to this story. This story was in charge, not Garth Ennis.
2: Well, that's good, because I I think as Garth Ennis' success grew, so did his ego. And um, a lot of the times he couldn't get out of his own way, and uh, his ego actually hurt a lot of the things that he wrote. When he did return to the Punisher after Welcome Back, Frank, it wasn't as good. Uh, The Boys definitely lost steam as it went. Um, Did you read The Boys? I did. Yeah. Um, he he wrote uh, one-offs like The Pro, which I thought were incredibly self-serving. Kind of amusing, but still, like, I felt like he was just pushing the envelope for the sake of pushing the envelope. It wasn't so much I have this story to tell and here are the things that are going to be in it. It was, here are the crazy things that I'm going to write
1: about. Like, let now me I'll make be- prostitute jokes. Right.
2: Now I have to figure out a way to tell that story. Yeah. And... That's not very good storytelling, if you ask me. Like, I'm sorry, but um, being outrageous for the sake of being outrageous is just annoying. So I do find Garth Ennis to typically be kind of annoying. And, Paul, you'll hear this when you come back and re-listen to the episode. But your adoration and the fact that he was touched by God
1: to write this, you're right. I won't be reading it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's his best self. And if you if you dislike some of the things that he does, um, I don't think that they're ramped up to 11 or anything in this. Um, I think that he was finding the way to write these kind of stories in Hellblazer. And I also think that Steve Dillon does not get the credit that he deserves for being the master storyteller that he is. It is a very simplistic style. Um, a lot of people talk about how... His panels look like there's no motion happening to, <laughs> in any of his panels. Like there's nothing that ever happens. But to me, it kind of looks like they're awesome free, freeze frames of these different things that are happening in this story. And it's just a different way of telling a story. I've read Steve Dillon uh, interpreting a lot of different writers in a lot of different characters and a lot of different genres. I've read a straight-up Wolverine story that he did that was pretty damn awesome. Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of the um, subtle comedy that happens in The Preacher, which is a big part of the story, the comedy, I give a lot of credit to Steve Dillon. He's a master storyteller, and it's a huge part of what makes this story tick. So it's kind of a kind of a bummer in
2: that you're not loving the, the the TV show, um, but uh, maybe maybe it'll redeem itself before it's all said and done.
0: I think it's got a lot of time to catch up to the story. We're in the third episode. We find out that the two guys hunting Jesse are from heaven. It's not definitive that that's where they're from, but they say that. So there's plenty of time for the story to play out. Well, I mean I think they do goofy stuff named. with our's face that he's a bigger part of the story right now than he was in the in the book, but they're gonna they're gonna take liberties. And like the biggest the biggest positive takeaways for me are that Jesse sort of feels like Jesse. And he has room to grow into the Jesse that's gonna get trapped in Anvil with his family and kill everyone kill everybody and get out of there you see hints of Jesse in the bar fight that it's real Jesse when he's talking with new girl that they they created for the show and she's like oh we need to, I don't know about this Cassidy guy he's drinking all the wine blah 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 and Jesse just kind of laughs it off, like oh it's just Cass Cass is fine we're getting hints of comic book Jesse that I think Dominic Cooper is going to grow into and we're only three episodes in shows don't really hit their stride till like episode 5 where everything starts to work on its own level so I, I think we've got plenty of time for this to really well I mean, you're already out you've made up your mind and we know how what happens when you make up your mind but like I think we've got plenty of time for this show to be really good
1: it's just so far off base that I don't see it ever writing itself and getting back to the story that I really, really loved. So, Well, I mean, hey,
2: uh, The Walking Dead doesn't follow the comic
1: book for shit. But and it did for at least five episodes. Not and Preacher did. No, it did, though, Matt. It, it did. It followed up until episode six, Yeah, it did. It followed up until episode six when yeah. they went to the CDC. Raising your voice doesn't make you more right.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I like Con how condescension. I son. like how that.
0: Go ahead. Taste.
1: This is this is fun. Go ahead. <laughs> Continue on on your attacks.
2: It wasn't an attack. It's just a fact of the matter. The Walking Dead didn't follow the comic book very very closely, and it deviated by the second episode. How uh, did it deviate in the second episode? Genuine question, because I don't remember
0: it, 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 either the book or the show by the second episode.
1: Well, the second episode takes you onto the rooft- rooftop, and it introduces Merle, Merle, oh. and not T-dog. ever not the T Dog. Fuck T Dog. How can the you forget? What no? Who does it really introduce? Daryl. Fuck yes. Every America's sweetheart on a Harley. Daryl
2: Schmerl. He's. Oh! Daryl oh, 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 is a figment of your imagination. He's not real. He really... I mean, he, he isn't. He really isn't. If he's, if he's there, a legit character, throw him in the fucking comic book, please, would you? But yeah. there's still, like,
1: rooftop business with Glenn yeah. and, and the... Yeah,
2: there is. There is. It, right. The, so it, is it, that it, a gigantic
1: deviation? No, it's not.
2: It's not. I will give you... Don't a raise your voice, please. <laughs> So, it what it does is it begins to go down, like, that's, the, I would say after the first episode, that's the fork in the road, and then it starts to go down the other road, and that's when it, you know, starts to become not the comic anymore.
1: Did you genuinely, did you dislike it after they started throwing new bits in, or was it, like, seasons down the No, road? no, 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 no. I, I liked it uh, a lot of the time, even
2: when it wasn't the same as the comic book. I found it to be an incredibly tedious show, though. Like, really long expositions, really slow-paced, which is the complete opposite of the comic book. Hmm. You know, it not only did it not follow the storyline properly, it didn't follow the, kind of, the pacing or the general tone of the comic book. That's and a that's, great point. I've never And that's it. what the comic book does so well. That's what I... And this is what, like, really frustrates me when you say Kirkman isn't good except for The Walking Dead, because I feel like his approach to comics is the same, as the same, as the same, on, like, everything that he writes, it's very character-driven, and it's very, um, it, everything is a quick read, you know, like, whether well, you it's... you can't in, do that on television. Why not, man? Because we'd be past
0: whatever Kirkman had written by, like, episode six of the second
2: season. Well, then we'd be past it, and then that would be it, like, that... Then it would be true to the comic. It would. It, that's okay. If I it will, just didn't drag out. I'll forever. honestly
1: take back some of my criticism of Kirkman, and um, I reread Outcast, and I would agree with you that it is very succinct. It's very to the point. Are
0: you fucking kidding me?
1: Yeah, no, I I reread that, that first.
0: That first issue of Outcast. I read was so the whole
1: long. I read the drawn out. I read the first. Does it tray. get
0: quicker because the first one it's, was like reading a fucking dictionary? The was it really?
2: Most yeah, there's a lot of uh, shit going on in that first that ep- uh, first oh, issue oh, of Outcast. Most Kirkman books are really fast reads. Yes, there's the odd one where he's got a lot of exposition. In, I don't know man, but it was pretty quick. Through dialogue. It was a
1: quick read. Um, I don't know
0: what you read. You're stupid.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was a blatant jab. I didn't mean it. More attacks.
1: More attacks. Bring them on. That's
2: well, fine. okay. Well, on on that note, I'm stupid.
1: Mm. We we done? Are we doing this? Uh, why don't you take us out, Matt? Well, okay. I'm stupid. This That's is not how, how you take us out. You say. I'm not. That,
2: I'm not stupid. <laughs> no, I'm saying I am. And you... Well, yeah. But I think we've
0: made some really good points about preacher tonight. Yeah. What surprises me most about preachers that so that you're so unwilling to really enjoy it or it's to not, really give it a chance? Yeah, it's but not, I know it is, but it, nothing is. Not no not adaptation the, is gonna be.
1: Can I like the? It's not even close to the. the but it's not even close to the story that we read and loved, dude. Like it's right. Gone. Can
2: I can I do a little psychoanalysis real quick? Yeah. Okay. Where's your degree from, fucker? Uh. Well, I'm. I just photocopied Paul's. So I was like, this is mine. So, uh, Ian, the reason why you don't like it is because The Preacher is, like, your favorite comic book ever. And it's deviated from your favorite thing. And you have a problem with that, which totally makes sense. Because you want to see your favorite thing faithfully translated. Um, If it's something that you don't put in quite as high esteem as Preacher, maybe you can be more forgiving of it. But in this case, you really can't because you expect to see the thing that you have loved since you were a teenager to be faithfully represented on the screen.
1: It bums me out that I'm never going to see some of... They're not going to make another adaptation of Preacher. It bums me out that I'm never going to see the scene when they're in the... The opening scene when they're in the diner and they're talking about, holy shit, this happened. And they're rerunning their first encounter with Santa Killers and all that stuff. We're never going to see that. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be that. We might see the Santa Killers. We will. Because we we we've seen him already. But it's not going to be the same thing. He's not going to do the same stuff that he did in these first three issues. But... It's not going to go down yeah, that way because yeah.
0: it can't now. Right. But... You're a smart adult. You know how. Oh, thank you. You know how. You, I fun. did rank
2: Thor: of The Dark World a nine out of ten. Ian, right. Ian, you are smart. However, you don't have the same education that Paul and I have when it I comes to our
1: PTI psychology P- <laughs> psychology
2: degree. You're a you're
0: a smart adult. You've been following TV and comics and adaptations for long enough that you know this isn't gonna be a frame by frame. You know, word by I don't, word, but I don't want frame by
1: frame, do. Paul. I want, but yeah, I want the spirit. I want the story. Like why? It still has it.
0: I just don't think. Why think can't they do the story? It's Paul? a slow Tell build me. because they plan on doing this for a long time. And you can. They do, want to make as much money as possible with this, and they're not going to do it if we're through all. If we're through all the big stuff by like the first three episodes, Paul, which they
1: could be. Paul, you're a writer. You could write six episodes. And only take three of these issues, and do it, and stretch it out, and have it be logical and well thought out, and more truthful to the source material than what's happened. You know you can, so why can't they? They could. Do I? Why, uh, yeah, why, well, then I why don't like,
0: they? I would like it to be more faithful. I would fuck. I'd love it for. I'd love it to be a, you know, word balloon by word balloon, panel by panel adaptation.
1: Like, I want but it to that's open not even what in I'm fucking asking. heaven but you keep with those saying, fucking idiot angels. But you keep saying that. Like, I, I right, don't even want it to be. be that. I don't want it to be slavish and have to do everything exactly frame by frame. I just want the spirit. I want the story.
0: I think it still has the spirit. Okay. Some things are cranked up a little bit. Some things are wound down a little bit to balance everything out. But I think the spirit is still the same. And they're going to get to... The stuff that we want to see, but we're fucking three episodes in, Did and you... we're slowly seeing some of that stuff build up, built up already.
1: Do you think the crux of this story is going to be Jesse finds out that God has left heaven, and he goes to find God? Based on what we've seen after three episodes,
0: however, you both answer my question. No, not Okay, well, that's the story. Right, but that's not the spirit but of the story. That's the story. The spirit of the story is something way more Tell way me... more, amorphous.
1: Okay, Paul, tell me what the spirit of the story is. The
0: spirit of the story is three somewhat reprehensible people finding redemption in different ways, dealing with this shit going on forever.
1: As they track down God to make an answer yeah, for and, right. those the things that have made them reprehensible and maybe it's
0: not tracking down God to find out what happened, but it's dealing with this power in Jesse and maybe we're in Anvil for the first six episodes and then maybe we jump to New York for season two and then maybe we're in New Orleans for season three and maybe we get around to all the places that
1: they go to we already saw star and, so, and, like, and, I mean, and there are, are things like, are coming together and there are little bits that I don't have a big problem with if there's a group of vampire hunters out there that's fine, that's fine, that makes sense but there's just too much that is dissimilar from the main story that bothers me
0: right. some of it's a little dry but I would expect me to be the one that's raging on. against this and you will be, you know, like Mr. Hippie, let it all happen. Well,
1: that' cool. Well, then this but is your only... time.
0: This this change of roles between us is disconcerting. This is your
1: time to rebel in your stark stance against everything all the time, except for this time where it actually fucking matters. To <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna do it
0: for us tonight. Um, I'm the hippy dippy one. Ian, you're the staunch. Creature hater, Sergeant Sharply, <laughs> and Macassar. Oh, I'm stupid. We'll see you next time.